0: Christmas. It's good to see you. you guys having fun so far tonight. That was not good. Now I gotta be honest with you. When somebody asks you if you're having a fun time and you kind of get, uh, then you're kind of like, maybe it's not good. So you guys you doing okay? You having fun? Uh, better. Better. That's good, that's good. Hey, my name is Joel Owen. I am the lead pastor of Grace Fellowship Church. Uh, we don't typically meet here. So if you are a guest of ours tonight, uh, we, we meet uh, over beside Priceless Foods and uh, the gymnastics, Meta Gymnastics. And so we would love for you guys to come and be with us sometime if you don't have a church that you attend. Uh, but I'm so glad to be here tonight and share with you a little bit about what God has been teaching me and what we're going through as a church. We have been studying this season of Advent. And like Mark said a few minutes ago, Advent is about a time of preparation. Uh, it's a, the word Advent means call, uh, waiting or arrival, and so we've been talking all of this Christmas season about the waiting process. To know that Jesus has come once as a baby in a manger, grew up to be a man who died on a cross, did not stay dead, but was resurrected. He left this earth and ascended back to heaven where he sits at God's right hand today. And we're waiting now on his second arrival, his second advent. That's what we're awaiting and that's what we desire is for Jesus to come back and to be with us. And so over the last few weeks as we've talked about arrival and Advent, we've talked about these words that go along with it. We've already looked so far as a church, if you've missed being with us, we've talked about hope. and We've talked about peace. And that not only do we have those things, but we wait with those things. We wait for Jesus to come back with hope. We wait for Jesus to come back in peace. We're not in chaos and turmoil. And tonight I want us to talk about this word that Mark was sharing a bit about just a few minutes ago, joy. It's a word that means a lot to me, and I hope it's a word that means a lot to you. Even if you don't know the full significance of it from the Christian perspective, if it's more than just a word to you. Uh, See, in our house, joy is a big word. It's one of my wife's favorite words. She loves the idea of joy. She loves the word joy. When you come to our house, and you're welcome, come on over, bring some food with you, or Dr. Pepper at least, but when you come to our house and you come up to the front door, the wreath, the Christmas wreath that's there has the word joy embedded in it. In different places of our house, you're going to see this word joy. When my wife goes to Christmas parties during the uh, the season of of Christmas, she most often in a gift exchange will exchange something that has the word joy in it. It carries this deep expression for her. She wants you to know from the minute you come up to our front door that when you come into our house, this is supposed to be a place of joy. Now, it's not always a happy place. (laughs) There are things that go crazy in our lives all the time. But it is a place that we desire for joy to exist. That we want joy to be recognized and experienced. And so when we think about joy, another reason it's one of our favorite words is because when Heather and I got married, the passage of scripture that we chose to put on our wedding invitations to go out to people and let them know this incredible thing has happened in our life was from Psalm chapter 126. Psalm 126.3 says, the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Because of what God has done, we're filled with this joy. And so everyone that that came to our wedding just knew it was a joyful celebration. The Lord has done great things for us. We're filled with joy. That same verse rang out very true in our lives when we had our first child and then our second child. When we sent out invitations or uh, announcements saying, hey, there's a baby on the way. This was before people did all kinds of crazy uh, reveal parties, gender reveal parties, right? And so you just sent out a thing in the mail and said, we're having a baby, here it is. And so in the middle of that, Our card had this verse on it. The Lord has done great things for us. We're filled with joy. And so when you think about joy, for us, it's this important word. It's this thing. And for us to know that with the birth of our children, it brought this verse back to mind, that joy is part of the experience of what God has. And I don't think it should be lost on us. That when we get to this time of year, the Christmas season, and we think about when God sent his son to the earth. Joy was on the mind of God the Father when he made the birth announcement of his son. Do you remember what took place in Luke chapter two? When the angels showed up on that hillside, just outside of Bethlehem, there were these lowly shepherds who were out in the fields at night watching over their flocks. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and it said the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were afraid, they were terrified. And the angel said, fear not, for today I bring you Great tidings, good tidings of great joy, right? The birth announcement that came with Jesus is that he has come. Good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people, not just for the shepherds, not just for Mary and Joseph who were having the baby. This birth of Jesus that was coming into the world was for all people. Good news of great joy. And so the father, when he sent his son, he wanted us to know that the desire of his heart for his people, for the world, was to send us joy. You know, one time I heard somebody describe happiness to me differently than joy. When we think about, in our culture, why God says, hey, I'm sending my son good news of great joy, most of us are busy pursuing happiness, right? Like, that's the pursuit of our lives, In fact, it's ingrained in us, it's built into our nation, right? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all people, the unalienable rights of all people are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's America, right? Go be happy, experience happiness, pursue happiness, get happiness, be happy, be happy, be happy, be happy, be happy. But the problem is, there are a lot of things that come along in life that steal our happiness. Happiness, see, is an emotional experience. I had somebody explain it to me one time by saying that happiness is an emotional fluctuation. Happiness is just an emotional fluctuation. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. Now, I can't see you guys very well, but some of you may not really get the emotional fluctuation. Let me put it for you millennials in 21st century terms, okay? This would be an emoji roller coaster. all right? Thank you, good. One millennial in the room, that's awesome. Some of you are like you now know you're not a millennial because you have no idea what an emoji is, and you're going, "I have no idea what he's talking about, right?" So here's what we think about when you think about this roller coaster of experiences—an emoji roller coaster or an emotional fluctuation. It's things that come along in our life that you go, "Man, I've got happiness," but then something happens and it steals my happiness away. All right. So let's uh, let's illustrate like this. If you have your phone tonight. It's church, but we're not in a church building. You guys pull out your phone. Everybody got it? Pull it out. I need you guys. This is group participation. We're going to have some fun together, okay? Pull up something, a text message, a note, something where you have access to the emojis in your phone and you can respond in kind. I'm going to take us through some things where I'm going to say, imagine you're having a great day. Things are really happy. You've got all the happiness in the world inside of you and then something happens that steals your happiness. What emoji would you use? to reflect that experience, all right? Some of you still are like, I don't even know how to get to the emojis. You guys just ride this one out with me, okay? Just hang in there, a few minutes. All right, here's what we're gonna do. You're having a great day, you're super happy, everything's going well, and then something happens. I'm gonna read a list of things that happen, and I want you just to go, this is the emoji that would help me experience the roller coaster. So let's just do this. You're having a great day, you're all happy, but then the kids start fighting and they break something in your house. What's the emoji? Smiley face goes to frowny face, whatever it is, right? All right, so you guys find that emoji. Here you go, you're having a great day. Everything's good. Loving life. You eat a big dinner about 1 a.m. The dinner doesn't sit so well on your stomach. You find yourself in the bathroom, hugging that really cold piece of porcelain, just throwing up the rest of the night. Merry Christmas, right? What's the emoji? This one maybe be the green face, the vomit. I don't know, you guys go for it. How about this? You get home, you're having a great day, you open the mailbox, past due bill. A notice of being past due on something that you thought you'd paid or you meant to get around to paying. Whatever it is, what's your experience? What's your response to that? How about if you take a test, you get a bad grade, some of you students in the room, college students, welcome back. We hope you guys had a great semester. Hope everybody finished out well. I talked to three college students tonight before we started, they said all A's, all three of them made straight A's. I was like, I hate you guys. (laughs) I never made an A in college in my life, all right? How about this one? You're having a great day and then your car breaks down right after you'd had it serviced. How are you feeling about that? How does that change your response? What's your emotional roller coaster going for? Here we go, ladies, last one. This one's just for you. Christmas morning, you're having so much fun. You're doing all the things and then you open the gift your husband gave you and it is terrible. Uh, it was just an awful gift. Ask my wife. She's had a few of these Christmases. I am a bad gift buyer. How does that change your experience? See, this is where we get to. We think we want happiness but happiness fluctuates based on our circumstances that's why God wants to fill us with joy God's not interested in us being happy all the time but he wants you to know in the middle of life when you're going through something and something robs you of your happiness you can still have and experience his joy so he says this is what the birth of Jesus was about. When Jesus came to the earth it was good news of great joy. It's meant to fill us up and give us something deep. Joy is the deep down sense of being of well-being that abides in the heart of a person who knows that all is well between themselves and their creator. That's joy. It's this deep down sense of going, I know in the middle of the chaos when my happiness gets robbed from me, I'm gonna be okay because I have a relationship with my creator, my God, my savior that's changed me from the inside out. And so I can experience joy even when happiness is gone away. Let me tell you guys something. Here's the truth. You don't want happiness. You don't. You want joy. Joy that's what you're really after happiness is great but joy is what lasts let me explain it this way no one more illustration joy and happiness are different this way if you're happy and you're full and everything's going good but then you have that moment that comes one of those things that come along and it steals your happiness from you it's like being emptied. the happiness that you thought you had is now gone it's been poured out all right, while I'm pouring this water, it may be a good time to remind you, or if you don't know already, the bathrooms are around this curtain to your left. <laughs> Alright, But then something comes along again, you get happy, something good happens in your life, happiness comes back, you're just great, things are really fun, things are going well, and you're happy again, but then something comes along one more time and all this happiness that you've experienced gets robbed from you, gets stolen, and it gets poured right back out of you again. Happiness is always moving, it's always being taken from you. You can't count on happiness to be a lasting experience. You can, however, count on joy to be there. So here's what that looks like. Let's take and imagine that this container represents joy. And so the happiness that we have, the contentment that we have, the peace that we have gets poured into this container. And we start to look at this and we go, man, when I think about joy, this starts to look a lot different than happiness. And I'll explain how in just a moment as I fill this up, joy perpetually is full. And so joy gets us to the place where we experience This amazing thing that comes right to the brim in our life. We're completely filled up. It can't be stolen from us. I got one more. You guys hanging in there? Thanks, Stephen. I love you, man. Here we go. Look. This thing keeps getting filled up and here's what the difference is between joy and happiness. When you get to to joy, when you get to a place of joy that you go, man, this thing is getting so full, it's coming right up to the edge, it's coming right up to the brim, it's gonna get right to that place where it is just about to overflow and be overwhelming. You go, man, it is right there at the top. Joy brings us to this place of being full to the brim with happiness and contentment no matter your circumstances. Listen, you're going to go through things over and over and over again in your life that are going to steal your happiness. But in the middle of that, you can count it all joy in your relationship with Jesus to know that everything is well in your soul with God. And if you look at your life and you go, well, you know what, I live on that roller coaster. I'm either happy or I'm down. I'm either things are great or things are terrible. I'm never at that place of contentment. That's what God intends for you to experience, is joy. This is what it looked like for Jesus. Hebrews tells us this about Jesus, and Mark read it just a minute ago. Hebrews 12, 2 says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now let me tell you something. When Jesus went to the cross, there was no happiness in it. He wasn't smiling. He wasn't excited about it. Can't wait to go to the cross. It's going to be amazing, guys. Like, Jesus was not crazy. He was human just like every one of us are. He wasn't happy in the moment that he was going to the cross, where he had been beaten, where he had been uh, picked on, spit out, beard ripped out. Microphone ripped off, right? Jesus wasn't happy in that moment, but he was full of joy. The Bible says that he went to the cross with joy. You know How in the world can he do that? Because he knew what he was accomplishing in going. He knew he was accomplishing the will of the Father to bring salvation to each and every one of us. Later on, we see the disciples have a similar experience. They're preaching about Jesus. After his resurrection from the dead, when he ascends back to heaven, they start preaching about Jesus, and he's the Messiah, he's the Savior, he's the one that the world has been waiting for to have a relationship restored with us and God. The disciples are preaching Jesus And the religious leaders don't like it. They command them, hey, you guys stop that. No more talking about Jesus. The disciples are like, sorry, we can't. We either obey you or we obey God. You guys pick and choose which one of those is the best thing to do. But we're going to keep on going talking about Jesus. And so they do. And they get arrested. And they get brought back. And they're like, stop doing that. No more talking about Jesus. And they're like, sorry, guys. We're going to talk about Jesus. So they go, okay, then we'll beat you. And they do. They whip the disciples. They give them a devastating beating. Do you know what Acts says? Acts chapter five, verse 41. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Listen, the disciples weren't crazy. They just found the one thing in life that brings joy no matter the circumstances they were facing and experiencing. That's what was going on in the disciples' lives. Was life happy in that moment? No, but they go, man, we're rejoicing in this because when they look at us, they count us to be like Jesus and if they treated him poorly and they treat us poorly, that means they identify us as his followers. We're with him. So they took joy in that. We do the same thing. This is what it looks like. So let's go back again to the announcement the angels made on the night Jesus was born. They said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Jesus brings joy to those who know him and have surrendered our lives to him. And now in the middle of all of this, we're waiting on Jesus now to come back. We're waiting for the moment that everything we've lived through in this life has been building up to as followers of Jesus. We're waiting for him to come back and take us home to be with him forever. That's why we're watching. That's why we're waiting. That's what Advent is all about. That's what Christmas is. It's celebrating the fact that Jesus has come, and it's looking forward to the fact that he is coming again. You can count on it. Now, for some of you, that may not be good news. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, here's where that starts to be a struggle for you. Because that means that you won't be with him forever, but you'll be separated from him forever. Christmas is a reminder to us, or maybe for some of you, it's the first announcement to you that a relationship with God through Jesus is the only thing in life that will bring you real joy. Happiness that ties into contentment, that plays together to say it will change your life. It'll change everything about you. That's what Jesus wants you to know. He's come not to bring you happiness. Following Jesus won't always be easy. It's not gonna be a simple path. But he says in the middle of it all, I will bring you joy. And so if you don't know what that joy looks like, if you're riding that emotional roller coaster, that fluctuation in life of happiness, I would love to tell you tonight before you leave this place, what it looks like to have full, lasting, contentment, happiness, joy. That's what Jesus has done for you. That's what this Christmas season is about. And we don't want anyone to leave here tonight without knowing that Jesus can change your life. And he can bring joy to you that you've never experienced before. If you doubt that tonight, let this be the starting place of you just asking God to show you Is happiness what this life is all about? Or is there something bigger? Is there something that I can count on that's more fulfilling and brings lasting contentment than the happiness that I'm seeking after and pursuing in everything else under the sun? And let Jesus be the answer to that thanks so much for checking out our message today. We hope you were challenged and blessed by it. We want to invite you to come and worship with us in person. If you live in the Tri-Cities area, we meet on Sunday mornings at nine and 10:45 AM at one fellowship point in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can also get more information about us from our website or our mobile app. Have a great day.